Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to another episode of Life Behind Bars. I'm Noah Rothbaum, the Daily Beast Half Full Editor. Joining me, as always, is my colleague and drinking companion, Dave Wondrich. Uh, should I say Was Hale? <laughs> I think you could. I could. It, it I, is I appropriate. Mean, it might be a little weird, but instead of What's Up, yeah, Was Hale. <laughs> I wasn't sure which way you were going. If yeah. it was going to be a What's Up or a What's Hale. Yeah. Obviously, we're joking about uh, Was Sailing because it is that time of year. It is the holidays. Once I get to the holiday time, I think of holiday drinks. I think I need holiday drinks. (laughs) Yes. Yes. There's a reason why that's even a phrase. It's true. It's a long period. Lots of awkward parties, whether they're, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, office parties, uh, family parties, friends party, whatever parties it seems you know, a lot of standing around with a drink glued into your hand, uh, trying to talk to people you haven't seen in a year. So if you're going to do it, it should be a good drink. Right? Exactly. I mean, it's, exactly. Unfortunately, we can't make any promises about the small talk. At least you can uh, guarantee that you'll have something good to drink. The end of the year has always been the time for communal drinks. Absolutely. It's for the big bowls, the bowls of flaming punch. <laughs> those parties sound fun. Oh, those parties are fun. <laughs> uh, the egg drinks. Right. That was always traditional in America. Was uh, do you think because they're round and you get like the sort of the, the year coming around? I don't oh know. my it's god! I don't know. That's a, that's a remarkably sophisticated analysis. I'm just putting it out there. I yeah, I I, 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 I got to look into it now. Is, yeah, know, it's the, round. The I know. circle, you know, I, the yeah, circle of life were coming around. They're, they're you know they're they're toasting the the reappearance of the sun or right. the disappearance of the sun. You don't need to get so uh, esoteric in your drinking. I'm not a semiotician. I'm a <laughs> I'm a drinks writer. <laughs> Although, to be fair, in the punch bowl that you designed, there is a Latin proverb in the bottom. So I'm not that's, so that's off base. That's true. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. I, I will plead guilty. One, to one of us has a PhD in this room, and it's not me. <laughs> that's all I'm going to say. That was a long time ago. That's it. <laughs> the punch bowl is a perfect kind of drink for the holidays. I'm going to quote you to you. Nothing brings a room together better than a punch bowl, right? Dad, did I do. A bowl of punch is a project. I, always, I say know? this, and I always give you credit. Yeah. Or if I'm not, you know, well, if I have you. not too deep in my cups, I do give you credit for that. And I think that's absolutely true. I mean, the way I always look at it is a bowl of punch and a group of people is you're giving these people a communal project. Yes. Everybody isn't all going, well, I only drink this or right. I only drink that. Right. And looking at you funny for having something else. And it's, you know, small glasses usually, you know, the punch glass, yep. it's not too intimidating. The punch shouldn't be too strong. Right. It get, you know, it's it's festive. And I think that's sometimes a mistake mm-hmm. with a lot of holiday drinks is that people really make them very, very boozy. They make them so strong. And the point is not to knock out your guests. It's to make them happy. Yeah. You know, it's, to, it's to give them a gentle, slow lift. Right, exactly. It, not, it's, it's not a jet fighter taking off on a short right, runway. You, you, you know, it's a 747 kind of every, slowly wa- <laughs> wobbling into the air. You, you don't know, want you everybody that. dozing on the couch. No, you know, that's, no. That's not a sign no. of a party drink. That's a sign of a... 
boozy, too boozy. I made the punch too strong one year uh, for my friend's holiday party. And nobody could find him at the end of the party because <laughs> he was in their second bathroom, curled up on the floor right. behind the toilet. <laughs> uh, maybe a party foul. That was a mistake. That was yeah, definitely a party that foul. That was a mistake. Sometimes in our uh, excitement for the holidays or our exuberation for, you know, getting everybody together that you make that mistake that, you know, stronger is better. And The traditional American drinks uh, for the holidays were things like eggnog. Right. Which has got booze in it, for sure. Right. But it's also so rich, it's hard to drink a lot of it. Many of our listeners are probably recoiling in horror, you know, at the word eggnog. But we're not talking about the supermarket cardboard box. Oh, I'm of, such a sucker. I even like that Do you that like that stuff. one? Yeah. yeah. I prefer to make it from scratch. There, there is a lot of bad eggnog out there. Yeah. And I think most people, if they've had eggnog, it's probably bad eggnog. Real eggnog is a crazy thing. It'll keep forever. I have a bottle from last Christmas in my uh, refrigerator wow. right now that I'm waiting to uh, break out this year. And it, because the alcohol in it, you know, is high, enough, is, is high enough, it's strong enough. There's a whole thing of people aging their right. eggnog for several years and, oh. and it comes out and I've had eggnog like three or four years old. If, if we haven't lost all of our... I know, I know. Our, people are our... fleeing right now, but... Uh, <laughs> Traditionally, it was yeah. made for the holidays. It was made Christmas Day and New Year's Day. Huh. And you can obviously adapt this to Hanukkah parties. You can sure. adapt it to whatever. Yeah. Uh, but it was always the days that people gathered. Right. You know, and you'd make a big bowl of eggnog. You whip the whites and the yolks separately so that the yolks uh, become creamy yeah. and the whites to soft peaks. Sure. So, you, so it has some body and it's light. You would use not just bourbon as we do now, but you would use brandy or huh. brandy and rum or brandy rum Interesting. and fortified wines. You know, you can be clever with it. Right. You still can mix can. it around. You still can. Exactly. I, to be honest, I don't think I've ever had an eggnog that has not been made with whiskey. It's amazing. If you make like a Baltimore eggnog with Madeira and brandy, that's uh, that's really tasty. Mind blown. I, yeah. This whole world of eggnog. They're kind of soft and rich yeah a little bit more subtle yeah a little yeah. more subtle uh, those were always popular the other one is tom and jerry i was stunned a few years ago i was out in california for christmas and i had just started writing about drinks right and i'd come across this drink tom and jerry that i'd never heard of to be honest yeah. i think 15 years ago when you first told me about tom and jerry there's a bar in new york that has all these amazing tom and jerry punch sets I had to ask, and I'm sure a lot of our listeners want to know, sadly, it is not connected to the cartoon. The cartoon is named after the drink. Right. That's which the is most crazy. amazing yeah. about it. The drink goes back 1820s in America. Wow. It's a drink where you whip egg whites and yolks separately with a little bit of rum, and then you uh, make a batter out of these mm. things. You fold them together, and the batter is in a big bowl. And by the 1870s, the bowl was already coming pre-manufactured, saying Tom and Jerry on the outside. Right. And uh, you get these little mugs that look like shaving mugs, because originally that's what they were based on. The kind when you used to shave with a brush and a yeah, razor, yeah, sure. and you'd have a mug to froth the soap up in. Right. And they did this because the stuff looks like shaving frothy foam. soap. Yeah. Shaving foam. And even people would shave in a bowl, right? I mean, like Over a bowl, yeah. Where you have the beginning of... Yeah, before you, you have a, a sink with running water. Now, confused who has a PhD now. Yeah. At the beginning of Ulysses, you know, isn't Buck Mulligan shaving, shaving over, over a, a big bowl, right? Yeah. I mean, so way. it's kind of funny. It was like this struck people as amusing at the time. And so you have these little like shaving mugs, and yeah. you put uh, some brandy and rum mixed in it, and then you put the batter in, and you fill it up with hot water or hot right. milk. 
very similar to kind of like a hot buttered rum too. Right? Yeah, like exactly. A it's a, it's one a little where you ritual. Make a batter yeah. and... Although my mom was from New England, and how she made hot buttered rum, which I got when I was sick, <laughs> was uh, rum, sugar, hot water, and a lump of butter. Oh, no batter at all. Uh, all right, that was That's, really right. old school. Right. But then people learned to, you know, you can make actually a batter, and it's, yeah, uh, it and that keeps better. too. And then you can just sort of yeah. drop in a ball. But oh. the, the Tom and Jerry thing was was always funny because you'd sit around the bowl and you'd ladle a ladle full of batter into right. your little shaving mug, and you'd pour in the booze, and then you'd pour in the hot water, and right. people could refill it as they went around, you right. know. And and, yeah. and it, these things were really small, so uh, super yeah. fun and communal. Sort of like a, both a party game and a, and a beverage. Yeah, and I thought it was completely gone away until I'm out in Southern California, and these people, uh, we go with my uh, brother-in-law who was a surfer. He was a pro surfer at the time for the Quicksilver oh. team. And we go to his teammate's house for Christmas Eve. They're making uh, Tom and Jerry's, which I'd never wow. heard of. And it turns out these people were from the Upper Midwest originally. Interesting. And if you go to the Upper Midwest, people like like make. around the Great Lakes, yeah. it's still... People you are could, still making people it. People are still making it. It's yeah. it's living culture there, which I hadn't realized uh, when I, I used to live in that part of the country, but I was too young. Yeah. Uh, but now you, you, you go up there and you see it, and it's like, okay, it's still alive in Wisconsin right. and, like, far upstate New York, right. uh, Michigan, you know. It makes, I mean, it's so cold in some of those places during yeah. the winter. That's the perfect drink for, you Yeah, know, it's beautiful. Cold. It's like a hot drink. It's, yeah. it's this, it's like eggnog, but it's a little yeah. livelier. And also it has no weird connotation that eggnog has for most people. That's true. <laughs> Although you can buy batter uh, for Tom and Jerry's in the 7-Eleven. Really? Yeah. In Wisconsin? Yeah, it's prepackaged. That's amazing. Yeah. So there, I have there to is get that. some. In the 19th century, bars used to have the Tom and Jerry bowl out. And it would always be a little item in the newspaper around like the end of November. Uh, Mr. Thomas and Jeremiah are in town now. Right. You know, the people right. would always joke code. around. Yeah, a little code it meant, okay, yeah. the bars are making Tom and Jerry yeah. now. And yeah. so you'd go in there and it would be, you'd sit around the uh, charcoal stove or the coal stove and uh, cool. they'd be heating the, the water or milk on top of the yeah. stove. It was very exciting. Yeah, I'm actually in a lot of those places, because of all the influence from Scandinavia, you also may, people also probably make glue too, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure a, they did. Yes, absolutely. Which is sort of, I mean, I guess yeah. that's like a, a hot fortified wine with fruit that and spices yeah. a lot of spices and sugar you'd also see things like the german feuerzangen bolo which is a fire tongue bowl where you get a loaf of sugar which means you need to be able to get a loaf of sugar and you put it on tongs fireplace tongs over a pot full of hot wine okay and then uh, you pour strong rum or arak batavia arak onto the sugar loaf and light it on fire wow at your own risk, people. Uh, yeah, is, but hey, this is, is this is actually this is, really fun. This is at your own risk. But you um, got to use real fireplace tongs, not the kitchen ones that have a channel that are made out of pressed steel, yeah, because uh, that channel, that as I've discovered, conducts flaming melted sugar away from the bowl and onto the table and the floor. Oh. And uh, so, don't do that. Good to know. Use real, like good to know, solid fireplace tongs. Yeah. There's a whole tradition of coming to like loggerheads, right? Where yeah. you would take an andiron and you heat it up really hot. Or if you're Dave Arnold, that you know, when you work it, <laughs> you've got an electric one, that, right? Uh, and you, yeah. you dip it into. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. To, you know, concoction and it... My know. mom would make hot buttered rum by putting all the stuff in a mug and then heat up the fireplace poker and put it in there. It brings it to a boil pretty quickly yeah. and, and it's pretty spectacular. Yeah. And you got the red hot poker and that was what her dad always did, you know, and wow. her, her people. I think I heard one of our uh, fellow Daily Beast contributors, Wayne Curtis, talk about it. And, and I think, according to Wayne, that, that is where the expression coming to loggerheads comes yeah. from, right? I mean, that people would be in a pub and this was fairly standard that they would heat up the andiron. And, and then they put it in their mug. Yeah. And maybe they fight with it. But, yeah, you know, maybe they would. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> um, no, thank you. You get um, some pretty serious scarring there, yeah, I would think. Absolutely. Yeah, um, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't want to fight with that. You know, even with glue. I've always been more not to eat the fruit, right? The fruit yeah. is the most, somehow that becomes the most alcoholic part. I don't know why. I don't know why. But that's all. The alcohol is hiding. Of, right. It <laughs> yeah. hides in the fruit. Yeah. But in the same way, like if you go to like Scandinavia House in New York, mm-hmm. um, which is sort of a association promoting all things Scandinavian, they sell in their holiday shop bottled glue from Sweden or, or Norway, which is kind of funny that, you know, it's so ubiquitous in these countries that. You can buy a pre-bottled yeah. version. I mean, you can buy Swedish egg-nog. punch, yeah. uh, which is uh, the base for hot punch. You just add hot water to it, and that's that's similar too, based on Arak from Indonesia mm. originally via Holland. And that stuff is kind of crazy. But yeah. these hot drinks were so universal, and central heating has kind of killed the market for hot drinks to right. a degree. <laughs> Before central heating, you really liked a hot drink. It probably mean, makes a lot more sense. Yeah, but... I live in a drafty old house in Brooklyn, right. and, and it's a wood row house from the mid-19th century, and it's really hard to insulate. Just st- the winds come blowing up through the flo- floorboards when it's really cold out. So we always huddle up in fleece, and then uh, <laughs> I break out the single vault, and I make hot toddies with it, right. which is, you know, that's that to me is the great holiday drink. It's my toddy. personal favorite yeah. is, is a hot, like, smoky scotch toddy. Yeah. And I'll use, like, the good stuff. All you're adding to it is a little bit of sugar, some some boiling water, and a strip of lemon peel. That's it. It doesn't hide the flavor at all. Right. And if you use something like really smoky, like a, you know a Lafroig or a Lagavulin or yeah. an Ardbeg, these really big yeah. beefy, Beaumore, yeah, yeah Bomor or, or you need, you need, you need Kalila. Yeah, you need kind of a stiff backbone. Yeah, right, and, for that. and that stuff is made for toddies. Oh yeah, I mean it lasts and for the winter. The, I yeah, mean, that's, for the winter, that is it. That you really understand smoky PD yeah. scotch. I think yeah. when it's cold rainy day or snowy yeah, day miserable or, out. you know, outdoors outdoors you put it in a flask and, or you you come in and yeah. you know you, you've got that chill that you just yeah. can't you know not no matter how many layers of clothing you put in, you can't fight that chill that's what that's, that's for. what that's for you know i mean there are all these all these winter drinks are like that you know they're they're they were there when people had a need right. you know it's uh the hot toddy originally now now people make almost always make their hot toddies with cider 
Right. They didn't have cider for well, those. And it very sweet water. often. Yeah. I mean, they weren't that sweet back well, then. They were strong, and it was just boiling water and booze. And it a had a different name, right? I mean, which is... There, was some, there were several, well, yeah. I mean, I, my favorite is the whiskey skin, right? Yeah. Isn't that a, that's sort of the proto-hot toddy? Yeah, or? because that's uh, the skin is because it had a piece of lemon peel in it. Right. I mean, it sounds particularly it, it sounds particularly gruesome yeah. today. Like, I'll have the whiskey, you know. It, yeah, whiskey. Mm. It's you know. I didn't know whiskey had skin. Right, exactly. Hot toddy sounds a little bit yeah, better, I think. Yeah. Uh, or you could also call it a hot whiskey, like they make whiskey. in Ireland. One of my favorite pubs on earth in downtown Dublin. They specialize in hot whiskey, which is mm. a, a drink that I didn't really come across often before I went to Ireland at Keos in the center of Dublin half their business is people drinking hot whiskey. How do you make hot whiskey? You take a slice of lemon, you put three cloves in it, you take a, a, a mug, you always rinse out the mug with boiling water. Sure. You know, heat it's like mug. chilling yeah. a cocktail glass. Right. You always need to heat the mug. So they, they, they have a heated mug, in goes the John Power or, you know, other right. fairly beefy Irish blend. The slice, maybe a spoonful of sugar and boiling water That's and done. It. It's delicious. Yeah. You know, and in Ireland in the winter, Ireland never gets that cold, but it's damp. Yeah. And it's that kind it's of raw, yeah, raw, damp thing that just gets yeah. inside your coat, you yeah. know, and you're just never warm. <laughs> and, and suddenly you get this and like for that brief minute, you're drinking a hot whiskey and right. you're very warm. Getting back to our, our beginning for, for what's sailing, is there a traditional cocktail for that, do you think? Well, for that, yeah. it would be spiced ale. You yeah. know, it's before the English drank spirits. Holiday parties, I like hot punch. Yeah. You know, one way to do it is to get a slow cooker. Okay. And you can put it in there so that it stays warm. Yeah. And you keep it at very low heat. Right. So the alcohol doesn't all boil off. But it takes a lot to boil off all the alcohol. It's you true. want some of it boiled more, off. More than, yeah, longer yeah. than you'd expect. At longer than you'd expect, exactly. So you keep the heat low. And I like to use uh, any good pot-stilled spirit. Yeah. Like uh, Scotch whiskey, some pot still Irish whiskeys, uh, Dutch Geneva makes a lovely hot punch. And for for something like this, instead I'll put sugar, the spirit, maybe a splash of orange curacao oh. or some other kind of cool nice. liqueur, yeah. but only a little bit, and uh, you know maybe two ounces per seven hundred and fifty milliliter bottle, not right. much. And then I'll put like the peel of four or five lemons peeled in spirals. You don't need the juice. You can keep it covered. When people aren't actually right. ladling from it, it'll keep for until people finish it. Yeah. You know, some of these drinks are also a great time to kind of clean out the liquor cabinet. The one thing I won't do for hot drinks is I won't use stuff like gin or vodka. Right. Because they're too thin and they just uh, they don't have the body. You could make your own rum blend. Or yeah, you can make your own like, rum blend, you know, especially malt. with the, with with the the aged rums right. and the pot still drums. Yeah, it the, the nice. older, richer rums are good. A way, uh, you know, if you have a lot of different single malts from like the Highlands, you know, it would yeah. be kind of nice and make your own blend, you know. Yeah. That yeah the is, hard part is making a consistent blend, right. but you don't have to worry yeah, about who that. Who cares? Your blend can be unique right, exactly. every time. It's also a nice thing to, to do for guests, too. You could make yeah. your own blend. You know, you have yeah. a lot of different, you know, Max Watman did a story for us about the so called infinity rum right. bottle, right? Right, right. Where you just keep adding, you know, the dregs the, of whatever. I was, yeah. I was looking for a nicer word than dregs, but. You know, that, the, the last inch. The last inch. The last inch, right? Yeah. So you add all these last yeah. inches together and you make your own blend. And, and sometimes it's actually 
really delicious. Yeah, I've got I've got a couple blends that I've been making for for a really long time. For scotch, I have an indoor blend and an outdoor blend. Okay. And the indoor blend is is I, I leave out the heavy peated ones. Right. And the outdoor blend, that's where I put all those. Right. And, and I you think know, that's so a kind of a nice thing to yeah. bottle up for yeah. friends and family and give yeah, them or fill way. a flask with. Yeah, exactly. That's why I use if I'm going, you know, yeah. hiking in the woods in the winter sure. or something or yeah. something crazy like that. Then I'll yeah. fill the flask with the outdoor blend yeah. and. Uh, and I won't share it with anybody. Well, no, I, 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 <laughs> that's well, actually I probably think, true. <laughs> don't ask. Don't even ask. Don't, don't even ask. ask. Don't no. Ask. Aren't some of the things like coquito or some of the milk punches exactly, like people yes. do for the holidays? Or in Haiti, yeah. there's another one that I've had, which is absolutely delicious. Yeah, they're so. delicious. And th- those are in the eggnog tradition. Yeah, you know, it's Usually they're served cold, yeah. uh, sometimes hot. You know, again, egg, eggnog goes back to the late 18th century in America. And it was always very simple. You just beat up eggs with sugar and add booze to it. There's really nothing to it. Uh, Maybe a little nutmeg or some nutmeg and allspice, nutmeg, allspice, and cinnamon if you're really crazy. Originally... I can can smell the aromas. It smells like the holidays. You can add... Obviously, these days, we tend to add milk or half and half to it, which uh, stretches it out and keeps it from being overpoweringly strong. But they didn't all, they used to uh, just shake it up, you know. Huh. Sometimes they, yeah, they, I guess they would put some milk in it, but not much. Well, and milk punch is its own. Yeah, milk punch is a complicated topic. And, I, and that's. That's almost an episode in and of itself. Absolutely. But suffice it to say, like the original milk punch wasn't what we. No, it, it, it they, was clarified. They, and, you they know. would pour the milk into punch, and the acid in the punch would make the milk curdle. Which looks disgusting, yeah. But then you strain it out, and you've got this very smooth, I, pleasant there, drink. There's uh, one bartender in New York, uh, Gareth Howell, who was yeah. doing it at um, Vinyl, and it, I did it with him. That's kind of an amazing um, experience, and you think, "Oh my God, this is never going to work." Yeah, but, but it's it, delicious. I mean, occasionally it doesn't. You know, it's kind of like making any kind of emulsion. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't build that raft to clarify the stock, but it's kind of the same thing where you're clarifying the milk punch and it curdles and then you pour off and you have this amazing, beautiful, clear cocktail yeah, that clears you would out never everything. know ever had milk yeah. in it. But yeah. but we do, I mean, we see in New Orleans like a milk punch, which is more like eggnog, you know, not clarified. Yeah, it's just, it's just bourbon, sugar, and, right. <laughs> and, and, and spice milk. and milk yeah, yeah shaken up together. Bad, yeah. And that's that's really not bad. Or no. brandy right. or, or rum. You it's, know, a nice, it's, it's, it's a nice treat yeah. for... Uh, you know, if you're having a holiday brunch yeah. or uh, you know, opening if you want to crack an egg into that, you know, yeah. then just shake the hell out of it, and you've right. got you've got an eggnog, right? And it, and it's a simple drink and a delicious one. Yeah, you're, at, I'm actually getting thirsty for some of these holiday drinks. I you're know, you're making know. me look forward to uh, these holiday parties as an excuse to uh, whip up some bowls. I'm I'm, look, I'm, good, I'm looking forward to making my uh, my German Feuerzangenbola this year <laughs> with the loaf sugar and, 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 and the spirit. Please and, be careful. Please I'm, be careful. I'm always sort of careful. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, uh, hopefully Dave will survive his holiday uh, punch endeavors, and we'll be. I'm back. more careful than I used to be. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back with another episode of Life Behind Bars. Uh, happy holidays. Happy holidays. And cheers. Cheers.
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.